2: Pitch, swing and a drive. Deep to right field, way up there, way out of here. Goodbye, baseball.
3: Eight strikeout the, for the King tonight and make it 23 consecutive scoreless innings for it's Strike Straight three called on the outside corner, and there it is. It's time
0: for the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast.
3: Kyle Seeger, that just happened. Thank you very much.
0: Now, here's your host, Gary
4: Hill. All right, welcome back. Seattle Mariners baseball podcast. Gary Ho here. Thanks for being here once again. A crazy couple of days at Safeco Field as the Mariners split the final two games since we talked. The final two games are the three-game series, although the Blue Jays take the series. The Mariners, they get that final game, a final game they badly needed, and they got it behind the King, Felix Hernandez. We'll review... Uh, Both games, but yesterday uh, in-depth. Also, we'll get plenty of reaction from the game yesterday as well. Mariners really needed to get yesterday, and they did. So we'll take a look at the standings coming up in a couple of minutes and also what today looks like, an off day for the Mariners, but a day that still has a lot of influence on what's going to happen down the stretch, including a doubleheader with a team directly in front of the Mariners. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll get you ready for the series with the Twins. Mariners go to Minnesota for a three-game series. We'll talk about that more on the podcast coming up tomorrow. So this is kind of more of a review. And tomorrow, uh, we'll get you ready for what is going to be a gigantic weekend for the Mariners. So the Mariners drop game one of the series. And then in game two, the Mariners looking for the split. And things really look good for the Mariners
3: early on. Perhaps 1-1. Swinging a ground ball right side, Travis ranging. It's off his knee, and it ping pongs all the way to the corner in right field. O'Malley scores. Heredia coasting home. Meanwhile, Cano is galloping into third, and the Mariners have taken a bizarre two to nothing lead.
4: Two to nothing lead after three, but it wouldn't last. Toronto an eight run. Fourth inning, they coast to a ten to two victory. At that point, they had taken the series. And you looked at the final game of the series, and it was enormous. The Mariners coming into the game yesterday, three games back in the standings, and it is such a huge swing because if they lose the game, they're four back, and the odds get pretty long at that point. If they win, they're just two back. At that point, you still need some help, but in striking distance so a big game in the final of the homestand a final of the series and Felix Hernandez was on the mound and Felix was sensational.
3: The Kings 3-2 and a check swing it's up in it and he goes around Donaldson commits on the swing not at all happy remember he was tossed earlier in this series and some parting words for the home plate umpire Mark Rippinger Donaldson is strikeout victim number four
4: and through it all he had to pitch through some pain.
3: Here's the
2: pitch. swinging a ground ball off the foot of Felix. The ball pops high in the air to Cano. He's got it. Fires the first and it's in time to get Encarnacion. You could hear that ball hit off the foot of Felix. He's hobbling off to the right side of home plate from the mound rather. And the ball went high in the air out to Robbie Cano near the bag at second. He had time to wait for that ball to come down out of the sky. And throw it in Canacion at first base, but Felix is mighty sword.
3: But in the end, he was the king. Felix's pitch. Saunders swings, grounds it right into the teeth of the shift. It's gobbled up by Cano. Throws from the grass in shallow right, and Saunders is quickly disposed of. And the king, when the Mariners needed him the most, two hits over seven scoreless innings against the red-hot Toronto Blue Jays.
4: He was brilliant. Seven scoreless, two hits, three walks, four punch shots on 112 pitches. Gave the Mariners everything they needed in that ball game. He was outstanding. The Mariners a 1-0 lead in the eighth. The Mariners get into some hot water, but Edwin Diaz comes on to close things down in the eighth.
2: The set by Diaz. And the 2 2 on the way. Swing and a miss. He chased the slider down and away for strike three. Edwin Diaz strikes out Josh Donaldson. And that will retire the side here in the top of the eighth inning.
4: And then Diaz would try and get the save, but it wouldn't happen.
2: The 2 2 to Bautista. Swing and a well hit ball deep to left field. Down the line. Upper deck. Goodbye, baseball. Jose Bautista ties it up here in the top of the ninth inning and one to one. And he turned around a 98-mile-an-hour fastball, his 19th home run of the year. And it's now the Mariners won, the Blue Jays won here in the top of the ninth.
4: Yeah, he crushed it into the upper deck. One-to-one the score. Extra innings on hand. Both teams with chances. But for Mariners fans, the 10th is what you'll remember. Freeman moves the shortstop, which becomes important. Scribner is on in relief. A double to Michael Saunders. Upton comes on to pinch run. A sacrifice moves Upton to third. So he's at third base. There is one out. All the Blue Jays need with the infield pull in, a fly ball, a sharp ground ball. But what turns out to be a tremendous play by Freeman to keep the Mariners' heartbeat going. The 1-2, swing, and a
3: line drive! Caught on a dive! A miraculous dive by Mike Freeman! Unbelievable! Diving out towards third base, Freeman The Mariners' new shortstop comes up with a gem to keep this game tied at one apiece.
4: An incredible game-saving play. A remarkable play. Saved the game for the M's. And the Mariners' defense was incredible, really, from the first batter of the ballgame. Marte had a great play to open things up. The defense was solid throughout the ballgame, and it kept going. The 11th, the 12th. The bottom of the 12th inning. Heredia safe. Uh, He gets to second. A base hit and then gets to second on a fielding error. A sacrifice, a fielder's choice, moves him to third base. So Heredia at third. Robinson Cano at the dish. And here he is to try and win the ball game for the Mariners. The 2-1.
3: Swing and a lift. Out to left field. This will do it as it's Upton going back to make the catch. Heredia coming down the line. He charges. He scores standing. And the Mariners win it in the bottom of the 12th inning. Cano is being rushed. He's being sprayed. He's going to try to keep his feet between first base and the pitcher's mound. It's a walk-off sacrifice fly. And the Mariners' heartbeat stays alive as they win it two to one in 12 innings over the Blue Jays.
4: still beating it is still beating. the heartbeat continues for the M's. they improved to 80 and 72 on the season. they win two to one to salvage the finale. Here's what Scott service said after the ball game for
5: them and, you know backs against the wall you kind of have to have this game if you want to hang in there and um, you know Felix really stepped up his game. Uh, got the, the breaking ball going, was ahead and the count for the most part, and uh, really threw the ball really well. I mean, you can't say much more than a lot of pitches and, and uh, you know, kind of where he was after the seventh, I uh, felt to, to go elsewhere. And, uh, you know, we got the ball to Diaz, um, was throwing the ball great. And he made a mistake, too, a guy who's, who's hit some big home runs in the past. So um, he was the one I was worried about if we could get through uh, Batista. Uh, I felt good about where we were, but, you know, he, he – fastball kind of came back over the plate and, and he did not miss it but it um, says a lot about our guys we hung in there, um, had a couple chances just couldn't get the big two out hit but then uh, got a couple breaks and we hadn't gotten many uh, here at home and, and uh, we needed it and took advantage of it so uh, nice win, we're not dead yet, you know I've said it a few times uh, I think you got to get all the way six feet under, uh, we're not quite there yet so uh, we'll keep hanging in there off there tomorrow and then hopefully have a good road trip Felix says
2: Chance to pitch a big game to come up like that. How important was that, kind
5: of I'm happy for him. Uh, I think uh, you know he did, you know, had a tough time last time he took the ball here when we came started the homestand and, and uh, needed to kind of redeem himself and get after it and, and he did, you know. And, and uh, you know, hopefully he's going to pitch in a lot more big games. There hasn't been a lot for him here over 10 years or whatever it's been, and he needs to pitch in more of them. The more you're in them, the better you usually get out.
6: Today it really seemed like he took back that inside half. Late the
5: I mean, that was very important. I mean, Watched the first two games of the series. We did not do a good job of of getting them off uh, the ball away. And, and then Felix and, and Sucre knew that we needed to do that today. Uh, Mel has been harping about it, and, and he did. You know, we threw a number of balls in um, to kind of keep them honest to open up the outer half. And you have to have it against this team because you know, they can really hit. Freeman play that. Yeah, it might have been played the game. Uh, <laughs> awesome. You know, hasn't played much, uh, but. You know, goes about his work, takes it very seriously every day. And, you know, he wants to be a, a, a you know, consistent contributor on a big league club. And you fire him in there, there was no no panic, anything. Hey, I got it. You know, and uh, great play. You know, it's not a play you think guys are going to make, and we certainly need it. Really picked us up. Yeah. Uh, you know, we went to Wilhelmson. Willie wasn't real sharp. I was concerned. He wasn't landing the, the off-speed stuff at all. And this team's not going to miss fastball. So um, after the walk, just thought we'd go to – Vincent. Awesome. You know, this punch out, the double play ball, and then right after the next inning really, really gave us a shot. Um, Because when you give up a home run late like that, you know, the wind comes out of your sails and it's tough. You need pitching to step up and just keep you in there. And we kind of, we outlasted them today. That's what we did as much as anything.
3: Have you assessed your chances now? 10 games left? At say you're not
5: dead yet. We're not dead. You know, we don't have, we need help. You know, we got to play good ball in Minnesota. Um, It's a team that I did not take lightly. They handed us our lunch here earlier in the year. Um, they got a lot of young players that will play very loose and free, and that's how we need to play. Um, you know, our bats, the quality of our bats, this homestand, we're not good. Uh, and We did not have a good offensive homestand. You know, we need to get after it on the road trip. You gotta score more runs. We gotta score more than we're scoring, or, or our season will be over here after about 10 games. We, we gotta do a better job offensive.
7: It's gotten into Super A at the plate? guys. I mean, about half your
5: he didn't take it. He doesn't take it himself too seriously. He just goes up there and tries to make contact. He's not trying to hit homers. He's not trying to be a hero. You see him. You know, he took the first two pitches one at bat, and somebody yelled, "Take another from our dugout," you know. And he's laughing, and he steps out, and you know. And also, we only play him against Cole Hamels and Alex Sanchez, the really good guys. So, uh, no, he's he's done a really nice job offensively. He's just putting the bat on the ball, not trying to do too much. You no,
2: know, I mean you need, they helped you out there in that inning, but he's facing Dickey situation.
5: Yeah, again, don't try to do too much. You know, I talked to the guys after about the, th- the ninth or 10th inning. No, be humble. You know, we, we use that line in the dugout often. Don't try to be the hero. Just be humble. Get on base. Keep the line moving. And, you know, we, we, we were a benefactor of, of, of some miscues by them. That happens, you know, but you still got to finish it off and, and Robbie had a nice at-bat. Don't try to do too much. just Stay with the ball and, and take care of business.
3: The middle of the order has been so great for you all year. But I'm sorry? The middle of the order has been so great all year, but this scan
5: they did. Uh, they got pitched very well. Um, we didn't make real quick adjustments to how they're pitching us. Um, we got to get better. Uh, and the guys in the middle have been in the league a while. Um, they're usually pretty good at making adjustments. But uh, hopefully going to regroup here. Um, and we face say, say some good pitching. And teams have attacked our weaknesses. We just haven't... we got to adjust back now. That's, that's the, We want to be a championship type club. That's what happens in the playoffs and, and these type of games. Is Every little minute thing gets broken down. And, and uh, your weaknesses—they're going to attack them. You got to lay off the ball there, or, or make some adjustments. So, well, we definitely got to be better offensively. We are not going to stay in this thing unless we score runs.
4: There it is. That's a Skipper reacting to this one as the Mariners win two to one in extra innings. And now, Mariners an off day today, and then on to Minnesota for a weekend series against the Twins. And it's a funny September situation now as we look at the wild card standings and. The Mariners now two-and-a-half back of Baltimore for the second wild card. Boston, Cleveland, Texas, the division leaders. You have Toronto with the first wild card by a game over Baltimore. The O's have lost three in a row to Boston. Detroit a game back. Houston a game back. The Mariners two back. Yankees two-and-a-half back. In Kansas City, they've fallen five back now. Here's what's important about tomorrow. While the Mariners are off, Detroit and Minnesota in Minnesota will play a doubleheader. So as a Mariners fan, cheer for the Twins today. Cheer against the Twins tomorrow. And that's September baseball as Detroit and Minnesota will hook up for a doubleheader. Their game yesterday washed out. So a DP coming up today, Detroit and Minnesota. Oh. If Minnesota can at least split, getting two would be the dream, obviously. Mariners are off. Houston does play. They start a series with the Angels, so Mariners fans cheering for Mike Trout in that one. Yankees and Tampa Bay will hook up. Baltimore and Boston have one more to go as well. Toronto will be off, and they start a series with the Yankees over the weekend. Boston, too, obviously has Baltimore, uh, which I just mentioned. So that's what things look like tomorrow. Again, we'll take a look at the weekend coming up tomorrow. But there it is. Mariners get a much-needed, a badly-needed victory over the Blue Jays. They salvage the finale. They are still in the mix as we head down the stretch. The sprint is here, and the Mariners will try and pry their way into postseason play. We'll certainly know more on we talk tomorrow, especially after the doubleheader between Detroit and Minnesota. Right now, we're going to hand things over to Josh Kearns. Another great feature on the way.
7: Every team says their fans are the best, and the Mariners are no exception. Just ask the M's senior marketing director, Greg Green. You know, I'll put Seattle fans up against any fans anywhere. But this year, the Mariners face a big dilemma, choosing the best fan. Online voting has just gotten underway for the new MLB Fan of the Year Award. Each team nominates four fans, the winner based on whoever gets the highest number of votes on the web or Twitter hashtag mentions. We love our fans, and um, you know we try to show them at every opportunity. And their fans love them, which makes choosing just one nearly impossible. The inaugural crop is a diverse one in age and experiences. There's Larry Anderson, A.K.A. the Swelmet Guy, the Bay Area fan was the one who traded his Mariners-themed Darth Vader helmet to Robinson Cano at a game in Oakland this year. The M swept the A's, and the helmet became an institution in the clubhouse, awarded to the player of the game. Then there's Burke Waldron, a 92-year-old World War II Navy vet from Bremerton. When I turned 85, I made me a poster, and it said, "Today I'm 85." be nice to have some rally fries and sure enough I won a big box of rally fries and that was so great. But fans really fell in love with him this season after he took to the mound on Memorial Day and threw out the first pitch. Clad in his 1940s era white service uniform, Burke became a viral sensation online for his spirited trip to the hill and back. And that was a real thrill. My grandson said there's been millions of hits on the internet to see that. The Mariners are great. They pass on to the public a great experience like the ones that I've had. Then there's sign lady Amy Franz.
6: I've always got some sort of sign to support my Mariners. I think the players appreciate the time that I take to make a personalized sign for them.
7: But Amy's best known for her special sign dating back to when a certain Hall of Fame lock first settled in Safeco Field. I
6: started counting hits in 2004 with a sign that I made called the Ichimeter. Got now hangs in the National Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York, displaying the number 262, the record number of hits in one season.
7: Amy was even on hand in Miami this past summer with her Ichi meter when Ichiro banged out his milestone hit number 3000. But when it comes to fan of the year, she faces some stiff competition. Joyce Schott is certainly a worthy choice. A Mariners season ticket holder since 1996, Joyce has experienced more than her fair share of ups and downs with her beloved M's from the Kingdome to Safeco Field.
6: I'm left-handed batter is up to bat. You will probably see the white-haired lady Uh, through the camera, and that's me. Go
7: Mariners! So head over to Mariners.com to find out how to cast your ballot and watch all four of their videos. As for the M's, they're not favoring any of the four. Green says they and the tens of thousands of other fans are all worthy. We look for every opportunity to celebrate them throughout the year, whether it's kids through our Kids Appreciation Day or upcoming Fan Appreciation Night at the end of the season. Both of those are games fans won't want to miss, And as an added bonus, they could very easily be a prelude to a return to the playoffs. We're giving away prizes throughout the game, including cruises, a TV, Ultra 4K TVs every inning. And then Kids Appreciation Day on October 2nd, the last game of the regular season. um, where We got great prizes for kids, mascots and lots of other fun stuff happening. In the meantime, you can bet Larry, Burke, Amy and Joyce will be keeping a pretty close eye online to see who gets the inaugural Fan of the Year honor. Vote now for the at MLB Mariners fan of the year. For the Mariners Sunday Magazine, I'm Josh Kearns reporting. And
4: here is Shannon Dreyer with the bench coach for the Mariners.
6: Shannon Dreyer here in the dugout. And um, I don't want to say desperate times, desperate measures, but a little bit. When we have tough games like we had last night, a bench coach is a good person to go to. <laughs> so I'm catching up with Tim Bogar right now. And, Yeah, Tim, the first thing was interesting, I asked Scott Service last night, you know, obviously this was a tough one last night, and do you have to check in with the players? And he said the players need to check in with themselves right now, and what do you see when you come in this morning? Well,
1: I think they're ready to go again. I mean, you know, we wake up today, and we've lost two in a row to a team that's ahead of us, and you can get a little bit down about it, but... um, you know, you look up and we're still only three games out. And it's not, a, it's not like it's something that we can't overcome. We've done it in the past. We've won eight out of nine. We've done that before. So um, I think everybody in that clubhouse knows that we're capable of it. Um, and we just got to go out there today and, and play the best we can, especially with Felix on the mound. It's, it's a good day to uh, rebound against a team that's ahead of us.
6: With Felix on the mound, I mean, we've watched the Toronto offense in the last two days really on everything. What do you do to stop them?
1: Well, um, I think it's it's being able to get the breaking stuff over. Um, I think it's uh, being able to, to spot your fastball when you need to, you know, pitch inside a little bit more, um, do things to make them a little bit more uncomfortable. Um, I think when we were up in Toronto, we handled them pretty well, except for one day, and... Um, you know, so if we get back to doing the things we were doing up there, I think we'll be okay. Uh, you know, that's a tough lineup. You know, and it's it's a bunch of guys that can swing the bat and hit the ball out of the ballpark. They use the whole field. Uh, they got some speed in that lineup, so it's it's a difficult lineup to maneuver through. But um, I think we're capable of it.
6: Momentum's a funny thing; it can switch just like that.
1: It sure can, and and all it takes is is one blow. I mean, I thought we were headed in the right direction last night with those two runs, um, and then you know the. The fourth inning got away from us, but uh, you know, I think if if we come out tonight, we do the right thing, and when we head on the road, we'll be we'll be in the right spot.
6: And you know, you kind of teased us a little bit with those two runs. The way that that was done, a little bit, of, a lot of speed was involved in that.
1: It really was. You know, uh, you know, you get you get the guys on that can run a little bit, and we hit a little ground ball. And I don't think I've ever seen a, a ball hit a second baseman's knee and go for a triple. But uh, <laughs> I'd like to see that a little more often, maybe. <laughs> But uh, it, was. it was. It was good for us to get that early lead. And, and um, you know, I think if we can do that again today, uh, I, I, it's going to do nothing but give us positive uh, mental approach.
6: And it's funny because, I mean, we haven't seen, we haven't really had the players to do that too much this year. And you can do it very quickly. I mean, to see these guys come in and change yeah. that style that quick.
1: Yeah, it, you know, when you have to put three hits together to score a run it's tough to to ma- maintain that through a whole season when you can you know you get a walk steal a base you know ground ball and a sack fly and you get a run it's kind of fun you know <laughs> it kind of it makes your days a little easier and last night those two runs were kind of like that just go, you know a little base hit a little walk you know um ball in the dirt we move up a couple bases it's you know those type of those type of runs help you get through tough times and uh hopefully we can continue to do that
6: A different is september now with the second wild card i mean a game like last night as tough it is, as it was again things can happen still with 10 days to go.
1: they really can and, and that's the thing now with the two it's not just the team you're playing obviously toronto's ahead of us in the wild card but baltimore is too and they lost so even though we lost, we didn't lose ground, and that's 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 the key right now for us to remember is just we got to take care of ourselves, go out and win, and just hope the teams in front of us don't don't do as well as they need to, I mean, they um, you know. But if we win, I mean, if you think about it, if we win, you know, nine more games. I mean, we're gonna have a really good chance, and uh, I'll will t- uh, I'll take our chances if we can do that.
6: It's good to have that opportunity there, Tim. Thank you.
1: Yeah, you're welcome.
0: We were only a farm team, not good enough to make a uh, big Little League with its classic uniforms, deep-lettered hats, but our coach said we were just as good, maybe better. So we played the Little League champs in our stenciled T-shirts and soft purple caps when the season was over. What happened that afternoon? I, I can't remember whether we won or tied, but in my mind, I leaned back to a pop-up hanging in sunny sky, stopped, nailed to the blue, losing itself in a cloud over second base where I stood waiting. Remy Shaw, who knew my up and down career as a local player, my moments of graceful genius, uh, my unpredictable ineptness, screamed arrows at me from the dugout where he waited to bat. He's gonna drop it. He don't know how to catch. You watch it drop. The ball kept climbing higher, a black dot, no rules of gravity, no breaks, a period searching for a sentence, and the sentence read, you're no good, Bill. You won't catch this one now. You know you never will. I watched myself looking up and felt my body rust, falling in pieces to the ground, a baby trying to stand up, an ant in the shadow of a house. I wasn't there, had never been born, would stand there forever, a statue squinting upward, pointed out, laughed at for a thousand years, teammates dead, forgotten, bones of anyone who played baseball, forgotten, baseball forgotten, played no more, played by robots on electric fields who never missed or cried in their own seat. I'm 34 years old. The game was over 20 years ago. All I remember of that afternoon, when the ball came down is, I caught it. That's Bill Zavatki's baseball. See you later!